Good morning. God bless you. And welcome to Availing Ministries uh, Ignite Prayer Call. I am Prophetess Latarsha Pratt at your service. Um, we are grateful once again um, to be here, to be in the presence of the Lord in this space and time, um, waiting with expectation to hear what God is going to say and see what he's going to do. I welcome all of you who have joined us at this time on the call um, presently and for those who will be joining us on the replay. This morning I'm being led a little differently um, on the call. I want to, for those of you who are on, who have prayer requests, um, you can give me those requests now and we're going to pray over them before I start the teaching. Again, this is something the Lord is leading me to do, um, so I'm just going to obey him. Um, for So if you have a prayer request and you would like me to pray over your request, you can submit it now. That wasn't clear, sorry. Hello? Could you repeat your request? Okay. If this is Pastor Leroy, just text it to me because you have a lot of um, background noise there. Just text it to me and I'll um, pray over it. Anybody else on the call like to submit a request? Thank you, Lord. Okay, so if we don't have anyone else, okay, concerning the Gate Restoration Center, what would you, is there anything specific? <laughs> Please excuse Pastor Leroy. Okay, nothing specific. All right, so um, we're going to... Okay, we're going to pray then um, because I'm being, uh, I'm just going to follow the lead of the Lord to open up in prayer over the prayer request before we teach. Um, so, Father, we give you glory, honor, and praise God. We magnify you because we know that you are God. We're grateful for your faithfulness. We're grateful for your mercy, your compassion, your grace and your power, and we're thankful that you allowed us to come boldly before your throne this morning. And in um, submission and obedience to your leading, Father God, I pray for the Gate Restoration Center, Pastor Leroy McDowell and his congregation. I pray for his family, for everything that's connected to him and the Gate. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Father God, for this man of God and this work that you have given him to do now, I pray blessings of abundance be released upon this work in Jesus' name as you continue to work your work in them and through them. Father God, I pray, God, that you would uh, snatch up every weed that comes to trip them up. I pray that you would give them wisdom and insight on moving and flowing in your divine order. In the name of Jesus, I pray that your divine order be established 
in the midst of them and that they are the vessels that will walk out this vision. And we ask that you would strengthen Pastor Leroy, his family, and his congregation. Strengthen them in their faith. Give them renewed strength. Give them a refreshing, Lord God, a fresh oil, Lord God, what flow, Lord God, release your power, your peace, your presence anew, Father God. Give them experience. Experiences, Lord God, face-to-face experiences with you that they have never had before. Release your power, your fire, the fire of revival. Lord God, let it burn in their bellies in the name of Jesus. And then, God, whatever you have purposed, the Gate Restoration Center to accomplish, even from creation, Lord God, let it be made manifest in the earth. In the name of Jesus, I pray for resources, I pray for gifts and talents to spring forth, Lord God, to uh, undergird this great work in the name of Jesus. And I pray, Lord God, that you would shield and protect them as they move forward in faith. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. God bless you, Pastor Leroy and the Gate Restoration Center. And thank you for your continued support of Availing Ministries and of this great prayer call. Um, God bless you, um, and thank you. We um, The prayer focus for this morning is entitled Scales Off. <clears throat> and I know that, um, you know, I'm always laughing at the way God gives me things, but any any of you who, who've gotten to know me knows that it's always going to be something unconventional. So let's go straight to the scripture. Um, and then we will pray it out. We're going to go first. I got a couple of them this morning. We're going to be walking in the Word a little bit. Um, Acts, the ninth chapter, uh, very familiar once again. Um, The scriptures that we're going to be touching on are very familiar scriptures, especially for those of you who are church, who are preachers, who've been in church a while. These are scriptures that you know. These are things that have been preached on versus a scripture that have been taught. Yet, um, I always encourage um, of approaching the Word of God with fresh eyes um, to come and uh, view it as in something you've never uh, heard or seen before because God will always give us a new revelation as he has in this particular one. So first we're going to go to Acts, the ninth chapter, and we're going to read the verse from which we get our prayer focus, the verse of Scripture. So I'm going to start um, at the 17th verse and read through the twenty. The 20th. Once again, Acts 9, starting from the 17th verse, reading through to the 20th verse, concerning our prayer focus, which is entitled Scales Off. So Ananias left, and I'm reading in the Amplified Version. So Ananias left and went into the house, and he laid his hands on Saul and said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you along the way by which you came here, has sent me that you may recover your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. 18, and instantly something like scales fell from Saul's eyes, and he recovered his 
respite. This is our pivotal verse right here. Then he arose and was baptized. To give it a little bit more context, I'll read the next two. And after he took some food, he was strengthened. For several days afterward, he remained with the disciples at Damascus. And immediately in the synagogues, he proclaimed Jesus, saying, he is the son of God. All right, let's deal with this scales-off situation. Now, um, to reiterate something the Lord has, um, that has been a common thread with the teachings that he's been giving me for the past few weeks. The Lord, it is impressing upon me um, to release um, and to practice, you know, not just to talk, is that he is wanting us to our uh, view of him to change, our perception of who he is, what he's doing, and who we are in relation to him and what we, we are doing in relation to him starts with our perception, our faith. Um, or lack thereof, starts with how we view God um, and how we view ourselves in relation to him. This is a, an extension of something he wanted us to see, uh, no pun intended, <laughs> um, concerning what he means by this. So we're going to, this morning we're talking about Saul, um, and this is Saul before his conversion to Paul. Um, this is far before his transformation. Um, what what God is doing with us this morning is giving us a visual aid on what it is he wants to happen with us in order for us to be used, especially in the time that we're living in. It is imperative um, that we see God for who he is because how are we going to serve him? How are we going to walk out promise? How are we going to walk in what we're called to do if our view and our perception is cloudy, is skewed, is distorted, is perverted, then we are going to be in error. And that is what we have encountered. We have a lot of people walking in error because they have a distorted view. This, this scripture this morning, is um, as we walk this out, is going to show us um, what God is, wants to do by way of conversion and transformation before we can be properly used to walk out what he has called us to do. So let's get back to Saul. Um, and let me just uh, give you the definition. You know, I was going to work with some definitions. What are, because that's a, a, a saying that we have, the scales that fall from your eyes. You know, that's something that I, I pray regularly. So let's give um, the definition of that. What are the scales that fall from eyes mean? Literally, it is said to mean that someone suddenly realizes the truth about something after a long period of not understanding or of being deceived about it. So basically, when there are scales on your eyes, uh, figuratively speaking, that means that it's not that you're blind. It's just that what you see is distorted. The way you see something is um, distorted. It's not what it actually is. And then there's a level of ignorance um, that is connected to this uh, distorted view, someone who's walking around with scales on their eyes. 
and then here's an example. The scales have finally fallen from his eyes, and he realizes that he's made a dreadful mistake. Now, we have Saul here as an example because um, his uh, walk, his work prior to his encounter with, with Jesus he was somebody um, that was very zealous, a very gung-ho, um, coming against the church. Now, Paul, while this is significant, because Paul is a Jew. He's not um, a Gentile. He is a Jew, yet he is fighting against his own. He is fighting against the church, not just fighting. Like, he is seeking them out to literally put them to death, um, this work that is being established. So he is gung-ho and he is zealous about um, killing the people of God and therefore killing the work of the Lord, right? So um, our first encounter with Saul is in Acts 7 chapter. And here he is present at the stoning of Stephen. Um, And according to Luke We know two things about Saul from this introduction. He didn't participate directly in Stephen's execution, and he was trusted, which means that he was among them. This was his crew by the executioners and those that were standing as witnesses and those that um, condoned and encouraged Stephen's stoning. So this is us um, learning about who Saul is in Acts 8 and 1, and Saul approved of this execution. There arose on that day a great persecution against the church in Jerusalem, and they were all scattered throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria, right? So these um, persecutions of the church at this time caused the saints to scatter and, of course, to hide and fear for their lives. And Saul was that menacing force um, that was driving uh, the church out is pretty much compared to who um, the giant Goliath uh, was with David. This is the same principle, the same. It's similar in nature. And to hear the enemy is full front, breathing out threats and literally um, uh, pursuing the saints, pursuing the church to actually kill it, right? So this is the same menacing presence. Um, this is that Saul. So Saul was not only consenting to Stephen's death, but he was pleased and entirely approved of it. On that day, a great and severe persecution broke out. Okay, so now um, here we are in the third verse, the eighth and three says, but Saul shamefully treated and laid waste the church. We are just talking about the nature of this man continuously with cruelty and violence. And entering house after house, he dragged out men and women and committed them to prison. So this is who this Saul was, right? Um, Prior to his (laughs) encounter with Jesus. Now watch this. Here is this dude wreaking havoc amongst the saints. And this is the one that Jesus, that God himself, is like, okay, I can use him. Really? All right. So we know the story of Saul. He encounters Jesus on Damascus, on the road to Damascus, and um, the the light of the Lord blinds him. This is prophetic. Let's, Let's stop that right there. This is prophetic. Here God is 
taking away his sight. Why? Because we said whatever um, his perception and view of God in the church is distorted. He's operating in error and he's operating in ignorance. So the first thing the Lord has to do is blind him. He has to take his sight. He has to take away the very thing um, that is causing enmity between him and God. This is what God does in our lives, right? Um, and what he does then is he puts Saul in a place where he cannot do anything, he cannot see anything, um, and he cannot do anything until God himself sends Ananias. Of course, Ananias doesn't want to go. This is all in the ninth chapter, of course, because we know Saul's reputation. Here the Lord is telling him, listen, go on over there. I've already um, dealt with him. Um, there is transformation and conversion taking place in his life. So now what I need you to do is lay hands on him and give him his sight. The first thing he did was deal with how Saul viewed, Saul's perception, how he saw things, right? And this is what the the meaning, the scales off is. This is our focus, why we have this focus this morning. Whatever we are operating in ignorance in, please, I say this with all love, but we don't have time in this season to play around with heresy, to play around with heretic, to play around with wrong teachings, to play around with wrong doctrine. It has led too many people astray. The people are scattering. The Bible says, uh, for the lack of knowledge, the people perish. That means that when there is no vision, when no real Real vision of God. And in one translation, it says the people get buck wild. What do we mean by that? That means that if I'm submitting wrong teaching, it it affects the way a person a person's outlook. What was hitting my ears affects the way I see things. If my if what I'm hearing is wrong, then my perception is going to be wrong. My view is going to be wrong. My vision is going to be wrong. And I'm going to be out here running amok and making a mess and leaving destruction in my wake when I'm out of the order of God. This is how we get out of the order of God, because we're not hearing the truth. Hearing directly affects our vision. So in order for God to use us, as in this scenario, he first has to deal with what is out of order. And that is the way we see him ourselves in proximity to him and his people subsequently who are affected by everything that we do and say. So here he sends Ananias, tells him to go lay hands. Ananias reluctantly obeys, lays hand on Saul. The first thing that happens visually, tangibly scales fall. This is an indication. This is imagery. This is a um, visual that he was blind or he was operating in ignorance. And now God has restored the right sight to Saul. And now, because before Saul could be used by God, the first thing God had to do was change the way he saw things. Right. So now here Saul is delivered from the spirit of bondage because being spiritually blind is bondage. Right. It, we operate when we're in, in darkness. We operate in a darkness that um, imprisons us. <clears throat> and by the Lord um, using this visual aid to restore his sight, 
um, but restore his sight um, uh, according to the word of God and according to the order of God, literally shining a light. Here, remember, he got blinded by the light, and then his he got restored by the light. Mm-hmm. That's powerful. Um, and this was signified by the falling off of the scales. And immediately he was healed, immediately. And you see Saul's actions, watch this, change immediately because his perception was healed and delivered, the way his vision was healed and delivered. So he began to walk in a different way. Literally, um, the word repent uh, means to change direction, stop what you are doing and go in the opposite direction. And we see that this is what happened with Saul. He immediately changed direction and began to walk according to the things and the spirit of God. And we note that Saul was um, a, a friend of the Pharisees, out of the order of the Pharisees, and Jesus often referred to them as blind because of the way they did things and because of their teachings. He often referred to them as being blind, right? So here the Lord delivered Saul out of the darkness of ignorance and brought him, him into the light of the truth, and then, of course, we know his life after that. Not only um, did he change directions, but the Lord changed his name to Paul um, to reflect this transformation, to reflect this change, right? And then um, so the Lord dropped in my spirit one more scripture we're going to hit before we pray. And that is another very familiar scripture, First Peter, the second chapter. Um, and I'm going to read the ninth verse. And here is how the Lord regards us. This is us in reference to him. He is reminding us. I love this um, verse of scripture because this is a constant reminder of who we are as a people. First Peter 2, 9. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. God's special possession, once again, reading in the Amplified, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. What is the significance of this? Because by God consistently, as he is now in this season, reminding us of who we are, once you remember who you are, your behavior will change. Your posture will change. And this is something we as a people need to remember and have a constant reminder that we are God. Um, And in Romans 12, we are God's people. He told us not to be conformed to this world, right, but to be transformed by the constant renewing of our mind, and that's through the word of God. We cannot fashion ourselves according to the customs, according to uh, what is trending, what, what the world is doing. That is not us. He said be transformed. Why? By the renewing of your mind because it, it affects the way you see things, and the way you see things affects the way you do things. Once again, this is the reason he's starting with the way our sight, our vision. I did dig into, once again, because I love um, 
definition, the difference between darkness and light, according to this verse of scripture. And of course, it did say it says a shadow, um, a, a, a shadow. It says um, an image. Uh, no, that's not the one I want. Metaphorically, here it is of ignorance respecting divine things and human duties and the accompanying ungodliness and immorality together with their consequential misery. In other words, when we're operating in ignorance, it produces bondage. It produces misery. It produces um, it, it, this immoral uh, way we do things it we we don't have we don't really have happiness we don't really have joy when we are not doing things according to who we are called to be we really don't we have momentary satisfaction we have momentary um successes you know people around here saying that they're successful and they're living their best life and they're winning. This is their winning season. But how can that be if your character is out of order, if you um, are acquiring things through lying and through manipulation, through deceit? How can that be? You're not, this is not a winning season. You're, you look like you're winning for a moment, but see, when you're in the darkness, there's, that's a shadow of something. So it appears to be um, something, but it's actually not. Like in contrast, here is light. Here's the definition of light. To shine or make manifest um, and reason, mind, the power of understanding, especially moral and spiritual truth, to appear to the mind, to seem to one's judgment or opinion and illumination, to become evident, to be brought forth into light, to come into view, to appear. What happens is when the light is shined on you, you really see things as they really are. And for some of us, um, the truth hurts, you'll hear people say, but it also sets you free. I would rather be in pain for 20 seconds and be free for the rest of my life than to live a life of ignorance and um, not reach the full potential and walk in the fullness of God. So at this point, um, that is the teaching. We're going to get ready to pray. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Once again, I'm going to open up the line before I begin to pray. Um, if you have a prayer request, I will pray over it at this time. So I'll give you a moment um, if you have a prayer request to go ahead and submit that before we pray. All right. Um, let us pray. Father, we give you glory. We thank you, holy God. You are amazing, um, and we, we give you glory. We thank you even for the prayer focus this morning. Scales off. Father, we submit ourselves in humility, um, understanding that we know um, nothing without you, that we are nothing without you. So we submit ourselves to you at this time. If there is any area in our life, God, where we have been operating in error, where have we have been walking in ignorance, where we thought we were doing the right thing and it was not the right thing, you said there is a way that seems right unto a man, but the end thereof is destruction. 
in those places where we had good intentions, but it was outside of your order. Holy Father, if there's any doctrine, any teaching, any practice, God, that has been handed down, even through our families, even through our bloodlines, Father, we uproot that thing in the name of Jesus. You said that you would not have us ignorant God, concerning these things. And we even are grateful that you are bringing a shining a light on this because it's the small foxes. This is not something that's um, blatant or that's seen or that we will consider a huge sin. Glory to God. Some For some of us, it's custom. It's custom in our church. It's custom in our families. But it's a, a place uh, that keeps us separate from you because there is no truth. There is no godliness in it. You told us not to be conformed, to fashion ourselves to the ways of the world, to traditions and customs, holy God, that are outside of your plan, outside of your order, outside of your will, the truth of your word. So this we repent for. We repent for our present age. We even repent. Lord God, for those that came before us, we repent for our ancestors, oh God, in the name of Jesus. And we denounce any practice of heresy. We would denounce any practice of ignorance. We denounce any practice, Lord God, that is outside the order of your God. We want to be free. And we want to be free indeed. Shine the light of truth in every area of our lives. Father, we pray indeed that the scales will fall off of our eyes and that we will come to ourselves and that we will realize, Lord God, where we are actually in you. And Lord God, if you find anything, we can't see the heart. You told us the heart is deceitful. It it doesn't show us what's, what's really going on. But the light of your truth, Lord God, examine every part of our lives and bring us in right standing with you. We repent for anything that we have done or said, God, that is outside of the will, your word, your plan, any way that we have misrepresented your character, holy God, we repent. We are a people who desire to do what you have called us to do, holy God, and to be what you have called us to be. Do this work, hallelujah, in us. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Do this work in us. Give us a newness. Give us a freshness. We need, we want deliverance. We want to be free, holy God. Let the shackles fall off of our lives in Jesus' name that we got might walk in true liberty and true freedom and true breakthrough and true deliverance in Jesus' name. Sometimes it starts with us releasing a practice that does not glorify you, that is outside of you. We release it, everything that we know. If it's outside of your order, oh God, we lay it down and we denounce it in Jesus' name. Give us a freshness, a newness. We thank you for your blood that covers. We thank you for your grace and mercy that has kept us. Show us we are ready to see the truth. Show us the truth. Shine the light of truth in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Seal this work, O oh God. And I pray for everyone that is on this call. Any Father, if they have dreamed a dream and they don't understand, shine the light of truth that they might see what you are trying to show them. For God, those you have been nudging 
and prompting and compelling, and they don't have an understanding, a clear understanding. Father God, shine the light of truth that they may see, that they may know, that they may obey and move forward in the prosperity and in the peace that you have willed for our lives. We give you glory, we give you honor, and we give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. God bless you once again. Thank you for those of you who have joined us. We pray that something was said or done that affects change for the better in your lives. Remember, you are already standing in a place of victory. Now go with God and have an amazing day.